Uh, good day today. I have one of my mentors, guy that's I've known forever in the sport of wrestling, uh, Coach Jack Burton right here. He's inaugural class of the Alabama, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, Alabama chapter. It's a lot of lot on your tongue there. Yeah. And uh, the list can go on and on. But I'm going to let Coach Burton introduce himself, tell you a little bit about him. He's kind of like a lot of us. I know he won't say a lot, but we'll get to some more. So, Coach Burton, glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I grew up playing basketball, and I was terrible. And my high school football baseball coach knew I was terrible. And he told me I was terrible. So he said, I need your weight class the senior your senior year. So that's when I went out for wrestling, my senior year of high school. After I finished my senior year of high school, I went to Mississippi State to play baseball. And uh, we did. Fortunate we won SEC twice when I was there. But back to wrestling, Coach Roy called me. I was home for Christmas and he called me and said, I need you at the school. I said, for what? He said, I've got, he said, I've got a little tournament over here and there's no officials showed up. And I said, no, coach, I can't. I mean, I had this, I was just a freshman uh, in college. So I went, got a white shirt, got my old wrestling shoes out. And that's when I first started officiating that in 1963. And uh, that was a long time ago. And through the years, uh, I started the uh, Birmingham Wrestling Officials Association and I've had people in and out, back in and out, people move off, then they come back and wanna finish calling again. But we have, uh, we had at one time the best in the state, and I believe they still do, as far as number-wise and as far as good official-wise uh, in our state. Uh, a lot of them are used every year at the state tournament. Uh, to me, sometimes not enough, but uh, that's, a, that's another thing. Uh, I started coaching. I got officiated wrestling for 32 years, and I called in 36 state tournaments. And you say, how could you do that? Well, <clears throat> 5A, it was 6A, and then it was 5A and below. And they had them separate. One one weekend, one the next weekend. And then <clears throat> uh, after about six, seven years of that, they put them back together. Uh, so it would be just one tournament. And I think, thinking about it, I don't think there's anything on a wrestling mat that I have not seen uh, over the years. Now, I can tell you how it's changed, in my opinion. Uh, I remember when you were wrestling, Nick, and uh, I remember a lot of things about schools down there. Uh, <coughs> A lot of people like to come up and coach at the high school that they went to. Well, that's happened in a lot of instances. We have several guys around that were able to do that. Uh, I wasn't. My uh, high school was, <coughs> excuse me, was torn down. But uh, over the years, I've seen this, our state start to really go up, 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 and then some why, some why, some why, whatever. Yep. Boom, it hit a nosedive. And with a nosedive, you're thinking, oh no, what caused that? Well, 
First thing that's gonna go when they can't afford something in the school system, sports system, is gonna be wrestling. <coughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna cut wrestling. Wrestling's the cheapest sport that you can get into. After you buy your mat, you ain't got anything but your singlets. And uh, so wrestling stagnated for a few years and then it started back up. And I've seen it go up and down and up and down over the years. But right now, I would say that we're on that climbing plateau. We've got more schools wrestling in the state. Uh, Mobile area just started wrestling with all their schools in that area. And we've got, uh, what is different is that we have better coaching now in wrestling. You've got uh, better athletes now. Uh, they know more about it. There's more clinics, there's more camps. They, they can go wherever they want to in any time of the year, pick up a wrestling camp somewhere, except during the season. And uh, I think a couple of people even have that over the holidays. But uh, as far as the, like I said, the better athletes, they're not as tough as they used to be. They get a little hangnail, they wanna go see the uh, trainer, trainer. you there. know, I'm coach, I'm bleeding here on my knee and, and, uh, you wouldn't even gone to my high school coach for that. You, you wouldn't, if you had, you'd have been running the other way cause he'd have busted your butt. He walked around with a paddle in his hand and if he saw somebody not moving, he just gave you a reminder, you got to move in this sport. So that was one of them. Uh, but as far as other things are concerned, concern we have uh we have a lot of uh a lot of different people that come into the sport and they think that all oh, this nothing to it it's easy and they get back out within two or three weeks because wrestling is not easy and it's not supposed to be easy it's one of the things that uh that you know and the coaches tell you when you first get in the room but overall coach i've seen wrestling grow and it's growing now in the state and uh, we need to keep that plateau up and keep it going. All right, so you've been, been around it since 1963. Now, as you're talking, we've known each other a long time, and uh, we, we have a lot of conversation. I'm sitting here thinking, 1963, I start going through, I think, all right, that's the Ben Russell dynasty. You've seen the Vestavia dynasty. You've now seen Thompson. You've had Athens. You had great teams at Irwin, Homewood, Scottsboro, Arab. What are some things that those great dynasties in the state of Alabama maybe have in common or some things that, you know, maybe you see where, you know, some differences of this going on? Okay, <clears throat> that's a good question. I think that uh, really what happens is that a lot of these, or most of these teams that you named, they have coaches that have been with them during that time. They stayed with them for a long time. They were able to get a feeder program, which is very important uh, from the middle school, junior highs it used to be called, and they come into, some of them wrestle with the varsity, uh, practice with them, some of them don't, they're on their own, but they're working on the same things and you've got better coaching now back in the middle school and junior highs than, uh, <clears throat> than you used to have, it's that simple. Coaching is better, but the wrestlers for those dynasties, uh, it's not easy guys. They don't come in and just say, we're going to be a state champ. you got to work. And anything, uh, if you're going to work at anything long enough and hard enough, you want to win. 
And that's what they developed, a winning attitude. And they wouldn't be beat, beaten at all in Vestavia and Scottsboro and uh, Thompson. All of these schools had that. And they had a coach that he, <clears throat> he made it fun to them. Uh, wasn't always easy, but they always talk about the camaraderie that they had as a team, and that's very important. So now you're a baseball guy. Mississippi State, one of the top baseball programs in the SEC, hands down. Um, what did playing baseball and having that outlet do as far as when you came back to wrestling? Are, are there any things that you can relate to those two? Because a lot of times, especially today, for people that don't know, we've got him back onto the mat in a coaching capacity. He's going to be back at Hewitt. Um, so, but a lot of times here, especially bigger schools, nothing against you or anything, but a lot of times it's like, oh, you got to specialize. Uh, how did baseball, and I'm guessing you played football as well, how did playing multiple sports help you um, not only athletically, but also coaching? Well, first of all, I had good coaches in high school. They were tough, really, really tough, but they were fair. And to me, as long as you're fair with a person, that's all they can ask of you. The rest is up to you, how hard you're gonna work, what you're gonna do, getting out of your comfort zone, willing to do this. I was blessed <clears throat> with decent speed and good hands. And uh, so it came down to wrestling or at Auburn or Mississippi State in football. And I was thinking about going to Alabama and trying to play baseball and that, I mean, football, and that got knocked out. Uh, I got had a head injury, but as far as wrestling went, uh, <clears throat> they did not have the uh, scholarships that baseball had, and that was Coach Umbai. He he came and Coach Umbai met with us, and, and I really liked that man. And he said we can get you on a work study program and do this and do that. It won't hardly cost you anything. You can eat over here at the cafeteria. And that was good, but I went on and chose to go to Mississippi State and play baseball, which I, I'll never regret because I've met a lot of good people. I learned a lot of things. But of all the schools that I went to and all the places that I've been, uh, work, hard work. You can't, you can't get enough hard work. How hard do you want to work to be a champion? Everybody can't be a champion. But how hard do you want to work? You can work hard enough and you can get as good as you can get. And that's all anybody can ask of you. But I've seen over the years and in coaching, I know <clears throat> that hips are important, very important. They're important in football. You've got <clears throat> your quick feet on your lineman, being able to move quickly. Uh, <clears throat> your uh, hips in baseball, get the swing. That's where a lot of your power comes from. And it's just a matter of putting these things that you've learned together over a period of time. And, uh, but if I had to say one thing that stands out in all of these things that I've learned, there are no shortcuts in winning. And you mentioned earlier, you've known me a long time. I remember you've, you've seen so many, you've seen thousands of guys and as I mentioned, this is one of my mentors. When I got into coaching, there's you, there's Coach Snyder, there's Coach Miller. Those are the three guys that really took me under your wing. And now, as you guys have kind of gone off into the sunset, you're kind of coming back. I look around and I've gone, crap, you know, I'm one of those guys. What characteristic did you look for in a, 
not just me, but those young coaches that you said, you know what, this guy, now this girl has a chance to be good. Um, I'm going to pass on to them. So what, what all are you looking for? Well, here's the thing. First of all, character. You've got to have good character. If you don't have that, then you're missing out. And that comes from uh, at home. Uh, what are you doing when people are not watching? And that's part of that. And you had that as well as uh, a lot of others. I, I know I co coached Snyder's uh, senior match. And, and I walked out there and he told me later, he said, I'm glad that you got my match, Coach, because uh, I knew that the other guy was going to have to wrestle because you called stalling. And I did, and I was proud of that. Uh, it's just something that I think needs to be done. Hard work goes with it, and, and stalling is no place for it in wrestling. Now, uh, as far as the other things that we look for, in coaches, they're willing to stay, willing to stay on the mat and learn, not rushing out of the room at say uh, five o'clock, 5.30. And I know you know all about that. Right. I know your coach who was an excellent coach and, and he, he kept you in there like he was supposed to do and he taught. And if you're a good teacher, then you can do these things. And I really feel like that that's, uh, that'll help anybody. So you touched on it earlier, the, the sport, I, I agree, because of uh, coming in, the sport was kind of at a down spot, uh, 20, starting my 20th year now. Nowhere near you, but that's why I learned from people like you. And I see the trajectory going back up. What else do you think we need to do as a state to improve, not just at the high school level, but maybe even at the club level, um, that we can really get Alabama back out there? Well, speaking of clubs, they've come into existence in the last big, I'd say 15 years big time. Right. And really, uh, the last five, they've really gotten big, and you can find clubs all around. Coach, do you want somebody else working with your guys? What do, what do you think about that? Oh, I think it's great. Anytime you can go on a mat, you can learn something. You can learn something from anybody out there. What do you think these wrestling camps are for? They're there for you to pick up a move, take back, and show your uh, teammates how to do this move if they didn't go to camp. And it's just a, a, a lot of things like that. But as far as the club is getting more interest in the younger kids, and when they come up, they're still gonna to wanna to stay with wrestling, hopefully, and uh, not bow out of it. Uh, we have uh, more schools, and I think the state, if we would make everything like a three, they brought everybody to the state, make it like a three or four day tournament to give kids that will never make it to state yeah. an opportunity to say, hey, I've gone, I went to state. Might not win, but you went to state. Yes. And that's important in a lot of people's lives. Yes, it is. And especially, um, I know you've been to from the, the sort of smaller type school, Irwin, based on how it was the demographics and the way the lines were drawn to now you've been at larger schools. So you understand the importance of that smaller school, that kid making it, make it to walk through the hall. Exactly, exactly. And and I'm gonna tell you, there's nothing, <clears throat> if you don't have anything to look forward to at the end, every team can't go to the playoff. Right. Every team can't be a winner. But if you don't have anything to look forward to, you're kind of gonna push it aside. And if the state put all the wrestling together, all the teams together, which it wouldn't take but probably another day and a half, they could do that and uh, you would see this sport continue to grow. Continue to grow. It ended up like 
California has that. Exactly. Uh, New Jersey has it. I, I know there's a few more from talking to people. I'm pretty sure Ohio does it and uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, they did just have, uh, you had to qualify at their sections and regions. And you know, up there it's tough. Now I say, I'm pretty sure they have it. They were talking about it. It was on the table, Okay. but I don't know if it's there or not, but I wished it would get on the table and get passed here. It's a work in progress as far as we know, as far as I guess. So once again, you've been around a long time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know that your answer to this. What's your thoughts on women, Alabama sanctioning or getting close to sanctioning female wrestling? I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, I had daughters uh, and my daughters were athletes. Uh, <clears throat> two of them went to college on a, a tennis scholarship and uh, played, uh, one of them was fortunate enough to play in four national tournaments. So I had, they were good athletes. And uh, had they wanted to wrestle, then I would have said, hey, if that's what you really want to do, then go for it. I'm not a type that wants to hold somebody back. <clears throat> but I think that uh, I watched Tennessee grow the sport. We'd go to a tournament up there and the girls would be having a tournament uh, the same day we would go to one up there. And it worked out fine. It wasn't any problem at all. And uh, I asked the coach there, I said, how, how does it work? And he said, well, right now, he's having to coach both teams. But in the future, he hopes to have a female wrestling coach, which I think he has now. Okay. And so, uh, no, I don't mind that at all. And most, most wrestling purists like us understand that you feel we would feel more comfortable with females versus females. Right, if exactly. If you don't put anybody in an awkward situation, weigh-ins. I do like the rule that they put in for weigh-ins across the board. It helps everybody. Um, and very few people are, are like have anything about it because they understand that girl, women wrestling is what's helping our sport grow. Well, it is. And, and uh, I know I get a letter from uh, the <clears throat> Wrestling Hall of Fame and it's talking about all these girls that gives the breakdown of uh, these schools. Listen, a lot of schools have women wrestling. Yes. And I've had people, and I'm sure you have too, have called me uh, coaches and asked me if I knew anybody yes. that wrestled or wanted to wrestle in college. Yes. And so uh, it's another way to go to college for you young women. And <clears throat> it just depends on the person themselves. Okay. So I'm going to end with this. Uh, before we started talking, uh, the Alabama chapter of the National Hall of Fame, once again, I know I'm probably getting the wording right, uh, was started, you're the first group, so this is the fifth, fifth, year. fifth, fifth year that they're doing their induction. Uh, so would you talk a little bit about what it means to finally have this going and um, just anything about the Alabama chapter? Well, the Alabama chapter is, is special. Uh, <clears throat> And the reason it's special, not because I'm in it, it's special because we have it. Alabama has it. These other states, most of them up north and out west, yeah, they have it. But it's showing that we can do anything here in our state that these other people could do. It was a lot of work to get it done. And we had some, uh, a lot of people doing a lot of work. Daryl Qualls for one. Yes. Uh, Daryl worked really, really hard to get this. Uh, and he went out to the national uh, <clears throat> organization, I don't know how many times, three or four times, 
getting all the information we needed to start a chapter. And I had had in the past uh, people to uh, ask me, what, what about that? I said, I said, I don't know. I don't know anything other than they have them in other states. Well, Daryl got tired of that and he started it. And I was fortunate enough to get in on the first class and uh, along with Daryl and Tony Pugh and uh, Dwight Busby and uh, <clears throat> Willie White. Uh, we had Steve Gadosh. Uh, you know, I could probably go on and on, but as far as that goes, it gives the coaches something that they can work toward and it gives the officials something that they could work toward. And it's quite an honor. Uh, it's the highest honor you can get in your state to be recognized by this association. Correct. And I know you guys have your banquet. Uh, it had to be delayed because of all the stuff going on around the, uh, the country, as we all understand. Uh, but you guys get to celebrate this weekend. Right. So uh, what, what's the best part uh, as, a, as a member, but also what's the best part of getting together that night? Well, to be honest with you, I think it's the stories. Uh, the wrestlers are the uh, coaches that are getting inducted or the officials are getting inducted. They are asked to bring a book with them of pictures that goes back during their tenure. And everybody goes in that building, can go around and look at the different tables and see the pictures and remember what they were doing at that time. Now, <laughs> One thing about me is that I can remember most all of them because I was there. <laughs> I've been around so long, but uh, it is, a, like I said, it's a great honor. But when you get together with coaches and uh, officials, and you know how that is, uh, it, it's fun to go back and to look and uh, to uh, see what and talk about what you used to do and what they're doing now. Uh, there's so many to be told by everybody, and uh, I mean, I could fill a book. I could write a book. I could write two books. Well, I know you've always been a lot to me. I'm glad to have you back uh, in the corner as much as you're going to be. The sport needs as much as we can to have all you in there. Um, one day, hopefully, we'll be able to tell some more stories, but I appreciate you doing this with us. I hope all of you guys, Tuckered Out Wrestling, uh, Tuckered Out family, enjoy this. I said, this man, uh, along with Coach Snyder, Coach Miller, uh, mean the world to me, and I'm honored to be able to share his story with you guys. So, as we say, with everything else going on, just remember, as you can hear from him, I want to add some more to it. Outside of enjoy life, work hard, have good character, and just do the best you can every day.